And we are live. The squad cast. Wow. What the, up, cast, the cast is that. It's a video cast. It's a Zoom cast. Return of the cast. Quarantine cast. Dirt Malone. Everybody's in their own little quadrants. This is pretty funny. Derek, we need a close-up of the hair. There it is. Dirty blonde. Again, wow. re- getting Rudy here. Rudy wow. Giuliani over here. I can see his roots. <laughs> Got very, you're like very Stone Temple Pilots looking. Right, dude, a little bit STP, yes. A little 90s you know. grunge look. Yeah, you got a little like alt-rock 90s. You know. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like sometimes I'll just whip it out where I'll be like, it's Friday night in the city of lights and my best friend is my mother. And that's just, that's how I go around the house. Now you've got the hair to match. Yes, exactly. indeed. You can back up the aesthetic. I'm going to keep it, I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trim it a little bit and it's going to turn into like frosted tips. Uh, <laughs> That's your then it, be, rap? Then, it be, then it becomes boy band. Yeah, becomes you're, all, boy you're known in the streets as frosted tips. Young tips, exactly. Young tips. <laughs> what up, fellas? What's going on? What is going on? Holy cow! What up all right, the G Code so, Nation. Shout to G Code Nation. So I got a, uh, an email today, and it turns out that school is off officially for the rest of the year in New Jersey. Yep. So it's official now. It's yep. official now. It was it was specul it was speculative at one point, and we weren't sure. But now it's like done deal. No more school for the remainder of the year. I mean, I mean, you see, were they going to reopen it and people go to school? For like, no, what? no, of course. But it's still kind of surreal that you get the you get the word like it's official. You know, it's yeah. crazy, crazy, unbelievable. You know, it's uh, all of like our, so New York, New Jersey, all these states are kind of like they have this little coalition now. Yeah, because uh, like the thing that I saw is that like this is kind of like pissing in the pool. It's it doesn't matter if you're not doing it if the person next to you course. is, of course. And so all the like these neighboring states in our region are working together because otherwise it doesn't work. But a couple of weeks ago, Ju- uh, New York City canceled all events for June. And when I saw that, I'm like, all right. So like they didn't do that in a vacuum. Everybody's yeah, yeah. going to work like they did that knowing full well that like all these states are kind of officially unofficially working together and making these decisions. So I don't I think saw, we're going to see like major events in school or school or anything like that. I saw Virginia. something I saw something recently similar and I'm trying to think of who it was but somebody had canceled everything till like July 20 something. Right. I don't know what state it was, but they had whatever events that were, were you know, um, they were intending Germany. on having. What do you say? Was it Germany? No, it was France. Yeah, you're right. It was Europe. France had scheduled, it had, uh, they uh, canceled all scheduled events uh, until like the 20, 20 something of July, which is crazy to me. Uh, so you said about you used the pissing in the pool analogy. Just so you know, La Piscina is uh, the pool in, in uh, Spanish. And I remember it because mm. I remember take a piss in the pool. Nice. Or like piscina, piscina pool. So there nice. you go. So now everybody in G-Code Nation will never forget how to say the pool in Spanish, la piscina. La piscina. piscina. We're here to educate. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. So have you guys been dealing, what are the, tell me something good so tell me, like we, Greg, we were talking the other day, and Dirt, I'll really yeah. key in on this. I was listening to some like guy who's got like the ultimate piece of property that's completely self-sustainable. 
right? Like he's got his garden, he's got solar, he's got like a well, all this shit. And he, that's like a website and a podcast, all that stuff. But what he was saying is that a lot of times the challenges of a piece of property cause this beautiful design to come out of it. You know, it's like, oh, no, I'd love to have this. I'd love to have this, but I could never do it because there's like that big tree stump or that big rock. But then you work around it and all of a sudden this beautiful thing came out of it that you never would have done if you just had it, just you know, perfectly plain. So I was saying to Greg, I'm like, there's going to be things like that during this, this time where you change something or you adapt and boom, you find something or you discover a new way of doing something. It turns out to be an awesome thing that you never would have done if you hadn't been challenged, you know, or put in a tough spot. So what's something in your lives, both of you guys, that you've discovered or done differently and you've realized, oh, maybe this is actually better doing it this way than before that you never would have realized otherwise is there anything like that i'll let third answer shit i mean like i have a list of things that i've just been chipping away at at the at the crib as far as like aaron and i want to do this we want to make a garden so kind of along like the same vein as being kind of self-sufficient but we like bang one project out and it's not so much as like we have to adapt to it because this is a certain way or this is this elements in the way it's yeah. kind of like, we're just, I guess that there was a, there was a playground that the previous owners left in the house. So I got rid of that. We made this freaking garden sanctuary that has nothing in it yet, but it's like primed and set to be fucking amazing. And okay. we're like really happy about it. And then just like doing these little side projects. So I guess, that has been making us happy and it's been keeping us busy and just, just doing all these things that I don't think we would have ever had time for if we were, you know, out and about doing all these things, the social gatherings, hanging out with friends, you know, working, going to these trade shows. So I just think um, just being happy about being able to knock out some of these home projects and just chip making the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. I hear you. Jay, what about you? Man, for me, it's like I, I always was like super tuned in or turned on by the idea of like going off the grid and becoming fucking like better, like going off the grid in certain ways, like spending time with myself and be improving. Like I've always loved that concept. Like I've always loved the concept of like, uh, of uh, like we're just doing work in the shadows off the grid and nobody knowing what, what the fuck you're up to and just hammering away at something. And then you cut, you emerge from it like a better, stronger individual. So like, that's just like my frame of mind every day with this thing. And it's got like a certain like training camp thing to it. Yeah. And so like, I, that's almost like the state of mind that I'm in like all the time. Like, like it's, it's okay to just like be, with myself and my goals and my objectives. It's complicated because now we're homeschooling and we're doing all these things, right? right? So it's not like, um, it's just like, uh, it's just, it's just, it's not like I'm Rocky out in, in, the, <laughs> in a log cabin somewhere. Right, you're like, Rocky in a kindergarten I like that. classroom. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, not, um, it's not as cut and dry. Uh, as that, you know, like, like I said, I, I, but I like that idea. So like 
this process sort of fits into that like that philosophical frame of mind and that's right. the thing that that's appealed to me so like you know all the challenges are the same and we're still you know trying to fire on all cylinders to run this business the way we need to and, and power through this process but in the midst of it all in the midst of that and in the midst of of you know um, taking on the education of the girls on a daily basis um I'm just trying to find an opportunity to get into a rhythm and just improve every aspect of my life in terms of the things that I need to do to get better. So maybe that's right. my training, maybe that's my eating, maybe that's my writing, maybe that's everything that relates to the business. And, and, and you know, like I said, if, if you're just going into the, 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 this entire quarantine period with the idea of like coming out the other end, a monster, whatever that means. And like, that's my goal. And, and cause I feel like there's so much, um, pent up energy that happens when you're like, you can't really, um, you know, you're stuck in close quarters and you can't go out and you right. know, you're, you know, like even things like trips to the store now are like intense and they're rare and they're, uh, limited and they're very focused and, and you know right. what I mean? Like it's, so there's not none of that going on. And, and during those, like Dirt and I, one of the reasons that we've always vibed is that we're different in, in that way. Like I, he's more of a, like a, a, a gathering, like more like overtly social type. And I'm not antisocial, but I don't like seek that out as much. Right. right. So like, um, but, but even such, like for a person like me, you, you feel like the weight of like leaving the house is like an event. Now it's a thing. It's something you have to plan. You don't just run right. out. You don't just run out. Now it's like a fucking thing. Now it's a mission. <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah, yeah. And that's a weird state of mind. It's a weird state of mind to be in. So um, where, I don't, where I don't feel like I'm missing out on stuff, um, I, I still nonetheless sort of feel that weight when I go out and interact in the world. You know? Yep. No, I so, hear you. So yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's just an entirely different uh, place to be in, but it, it suits my personality, if that's weird. Nice. Like, you know, I mean, like not everybody's built for a quarantine, but for whatever reason, the way I think it doesn't, assuming we can still do the things we need to do, like run the business, assuming we can still do those things. Right. Like then I'm, I can make it work, <laughs> you know, I can yeah. make that work. Well, look, I think everybody like will, like, you know, we said, find a way. Like it was one of the original messages of course. we were of course. broadcasting and during the last month, 30 deals, 30 days. 30 plus workouts, like all that. That was us as G code finding a way. Um, and people will adapt, you know, like <laughs> life didn't make it this far for us, you know, because we didn't have the ability like to adapt and live in new circumstances. So, usually gradually, right. but sometimes, you know, quickly it could be, uh, you know, a technological revolution. You look at cell phones and how much like life changed, even though it seemed incremental in like 10, 15 years, life is totally different. So of course. Um, it's a, a much quicker time period, but everybody will adapt. You know, one thing that I've been, for me, like get, I didn't leave the house for a while. I know um, you were ultra disciplined in that. And I like, I, and, but I think you set the standard where I was like, all right, well, like I, I would think I would, I would often look at my plans to leave the house framed through what, what my understanding was of like the, the rules and parameters that you were trying to live by in terms yeah. of, in terms of like uh, self-isolation. And so like, that was the standard. So like, I would think to myself, like, I wonder if, I wonder if Skull would go out right now. 
<laughs> no, like, to me, this, the big you know, thing is like, you know, it's still very early in this process. Very much so, we of all kind of arbitrarily, mentally, May 2nd, May 1st, right, right. May it's 15th. Like these dates came out of thin air and yep. were like broadcast and like they got into all of our brains. Included, where it was like, oh, okay, it's almost May 1st, it's time. But it wasn't based on anything that's really happening. It was no, just no. our man, you know, like, yeah, oh, it's the first of a month. That's It's the next month. It's the first day. Things must be different than the last day of the last month. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's right, all yeah. go out and fucking have a water balloon of fight course. or whatever, we're, you know, is going yeah, on. Yeah. Wait, can we, can we rewind? Because what a lot of G-Code Nation people watching this right now don't yeah. realize is that when we were on our way to the Arnold, we were right. playing the percentage possibility game where I'm talking to Sco in the car, and he's like, I was like, dude, what's the percentage that the Arnold's going to be canceled? And you're like, ah. Five, and then you start hearing all these news leaks and all these. By the end of the drive, it was one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and then by the time we were almost there, it got to one hundred percent. So now, after that, I was like, "Holy shit!" He kind of knew this was going to be forecasted and came. So now I always look for you for all these things, and you called everything. You called like the hospital overloads, them using like naval bases as hospital bed, like all these things. So whenever you say these things. I look at you like, all right, it's goes words. Well, now, like that, <laughs> true. see, like that, we had, what we knew was that, like, other places around the world had it before us. And if, so we're 10 days behind or two weeks behind, like, okay, Italy's running out of bread. Maybe I should buy a loaf of bread. Like, that's all I was ever really doing. Um, but now we're at a weird place where so many different regions and countries and states are handling it differently. And it's not like this lockstep, like compare our chart to their chart. Everything's so different. Even North Jersey versus South Jersey, it's declining sure. in North Jersey and going up in South Jersey. Yep. It makes a state look like it's declining. Yep. Same thing with New York. New York's going down. Every other state in America's going up. It makes New York, like the country look like it's plateauing. These things are all very tough to predict. But so anyways, I didn't know what to expect. And the only thing I knew was like, I didn't want to need a hospital bed when there were none. And yeah. so all Kaylee and I were thinking, we're like, we just got to get through this month because it's a type of thing where, you know, two weeks from now is when it hits, right? Like whenever everybody goes out, it's two weeks or four weeks later, because that's how long it takes to kick in and spread around. Right. So when you see things are going up, man, take two, three, four weeks load up on what you can in the house. And that doesn't mean stay in the house. Like, so that's where I was going. Like, so one of the things I recently got over, okay, this shit's happened. Ultra precaution. Don't want to be, you know, holding my dick when I need a hospital bed and like dying in some hallway, right? Like worst case nightmare we all were worried about. Um, it doesn't mean you have to stay in your house. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, just because you can't go to the bar or can't go to the mall or whatever, the gym. God, I wish we could. Um, doesn't mean you can't you can't go other places. And so because of what's available, it's kind of forced me to look in different places and explore some things. And like it's only been the last couple of weeks where I've like, like I'm a determined now every Saturday, Sunday, whatever, like I wake up and I'm like, I'm going somewhere. And it's going to take me a couple hours and I'm going to break a sweat and I'm going to get some sun or whatever. But like, 
I'm going, even if I'm driving in a circle, I'm going out. Right, sure. And I found like my mood, everything is a hundred times better just getting that in. But like I went to a place, man, like when I say I could like walk to it, went to a place, it's like uh, it's either Friday or Saturday early near me. I never knew it was there, okay? It's probably two miles from me. You've gone past it on the turnpike a thousand times. Like the next time you're on the New Jersey turnpike and you see a sign that says Meadowlands, two, Giant Stadium, two, three miles ahead, you're probably right next to the state park that's like a conservatory for like a thousand species of birds on this whole lake with wow. turtles and all, hawks and swans. It's got an observatory to look at the stars in it. Now, like that part's closed. Like, dude, it's like this. It must be like a ten million dollar facility of buildings and benches and like. Called? What's this called? Where is it? What is it? Dude, I don't even know the name of it. It's a Richard something park. Wow. And like, we just literally like, I went to go look at it two, three weeks ago, and it was closed because I was just looking for somewhere to like run, even because right. I, like the sidewalks are full of people. Sure. I'm just like sick of running in crowds, you know. Um, and it was closed, so they opened up state parks in New Jersey this past week. I'm like, all right, let's just like shoot down there and see, since it's the closest state park to us technically. I'm like, it's probably nothing, dude. It's you could probably do like a three, four mile loop if you wanted to run it. There were not a ton of people. Nobody knows the thing exists, and I found like two or three places like that. I never would have gone there. I would have lived here my whole life and never gone there. Right. You know. Never knew it was there. No one ever said a word. And I found like two or three places like that because I'm looking like off the grid. You go to like, you know, you Google State Park. If it's something with like a visitor center, <laughs> I, I got an email from New Jersey State Park. They were overrun this weekend. So it. everybody's trying to do it. But like I know in South Jersey, I know there are places where that are overlooked, right? Like you see something and it says a trailhead for the Appalachian Trail or something. And it's only like two or three parking spots. Go there, man. You'll get like, yeah, yeah. you'll see unbelievable things. When I say like, I went and saw um, beavers building a dam. That's so amazing. You know? Amazing. Like, like this is something. I love like, that shit. No, I, I, you know, like you got kids, right? Like you take them to see that. Like it's even better than a zoo, really. No You're kidding. not paying. The animals are free. Right. And in certain instances, like I had the whole entire woods to myself. Like it right. wasn't like I'm sitting there in a line of a thousand people at right. Disney World. You know, it was it's awesome. So that kind of soul food goes a long ways. You know, if this was in the heart of winter for five months and the sun's going down at five and coming up at eight, sure. you know, sure. oh, yeah. and, you can, and there's nowhere to go because it's 25 degrees like that, that'll be tougher. You know, right now we're all Season, What's that called? Seasonal what disorder? Seasonal. Seasonal depression. depression right. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, like, but that's not even what, you know, that's bad. That's not right. seasonal depression. That'll just be tough on everyone because, you know, if your kids can't go out because it's 20 degrees, what would well, every day be like? Well, no, it's like, that's the thing too. Like there's little things, right? Like we, we, um, like I, before I used to, I used to have uh, the girls like run routes and throw them the football. Now we still do that, but now we got uh, everybody's got a baseball glove. So now, yeah. like, they're learning how to catch and throw a baseball and stuff. And it's like, awesome. They're like, and, and like, you know, we practice every day. And it's like, yeah. you, know, you know, it might be 20 minutes, but it, nonetheless, you're outside and it's like a routine. 
It's like, oh, we yep. got oh, to play baseball today. You know, it's like, so there's like little stuff like that. Like, um, there, it becomes critical. What's funny is that in the midst of this stuff, and I've said this kind of sentiment a billion times about a hundred other things, right? But like, you things you take for granted. Like how important, it, like how nice it is to just go outside on a nice day. Hell like, yeah. You know, it's like, it, and how good it is for your health, for your mentality. Fresh air, the sunlight. And another thing too, right? Like Healing and disinfecting. I try to be like, uh, um, if I say something, I try to make sure like it's rooted in fact, because there's yes. a lot of bullshit out there. Oh, yeah. best of around. But when the thing hit in 1918, the Spanish flu hit, right? Boston did better than most cities. And there is a lot of evidence that suggests it's because they were treating people in open air. And that you look at, like, people were expecting Florida. I was expecting Florida, like, explode right. and have the most cases of any state in the country as of right, right now. Now, like, right. they're not counting everything well there, but right. still, you know, yep. my uncle's down there. Like, there's people I've talked to down there, like, they're – they don't share they don't take buses as many places they don't have mass transit they're not packed in to tiny rooms like in you get in a city like new sure. york city where you might have six people living in a tiny place like sure. because of the cost of of real estate is so ridiculous that you have to live like on right, top right, of right. each other share a laundromat because you don't have a washer dryer like that kind of stuff then you have the subway right like why is new york city such a bigger problem than you know facing a bigger problem what florida has and right. i really think like their society functions differently right like they right. get in a car and they go somewhere with one or two you know with maybe one other person in the car instead of new york city you, you're in a subway car i don't care who you are you're taking the subway at least a couple times a week which means you're getting into basically a tractor trailer with a hundred people in it. Bro, I've been, it's like human trafficking on the fucking train. Right. Like we were coming from a story at that time and I was sitting there and I was like, I was crotched. Yeah, you, you know got crotched I mean? in I the face. I got crotched in the face. They're alone. I'm sitting there. That's just when somebody's on the pole and they're like this on you, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there and there's a European man while I'm sitting there who is completely unaware of the proximity of his taint to, <laughs> to my face. And it's like, bro, and it's like you want, and in, in those situations, right? Like you, you, you understand why people go postal, right? <laughs> You're on a sa- crowded subway. It's like, you just want to yoke somebody up, but you, the, nobody, he, he wasn't even entirely his fucking fault because it's such cramped quarters. Have you ever seen the trains in Asia? Yeah, where it's like, no, literally- <laughs> that. you see those videos where like pushing guys on. And dude, like, it's oh, out yeah, of yeah, control. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, in, I've seen it, dude. Dude, it yeah. may, it makes it makes the train from Astoria go look like uh like uh like you're at the park by yourself. Right. Like some of those trains in, in Asia are insane where it's like literally like crammed like sardines into a fucking into a, a, yeah. a subway. And so bus. it makes sense when you think of the nature of this thing, right? Which is like sharing air and droplets and right, all of sure. that. Hospital wards. Right. Are, you know, not like these big open, you know, things necessarily. People sharing rooms and beds and let's turn the hallway into an ICU. Sure. And now there's 20. Like the whole thing is like a, sure. the worst design you could think of for what the nature of the thing is. And so to me, like, I don't, it's important to keep to yourself, but that doesn't mean like stay inside a room right. and go crazy, right. you know? And it doesn't mean like go out to the bar with a million people either. Like, but I think we can find 
and we should find ways to adapt and work around this stuff. Like I do believe like the bar at the street from me could set five bar stools out on the curb, get a permit, for, let the city right, allow right, them, right. have open air, right, more, and, you know, do that. That was my gut instinct when you were saying that too, like Florida, I, to me in my head, I feel like Florida's got more like outdoor stuff going on, right? Like where the bar, the bar, the bar has like a concert and it's in like a, uh, like it's on a patio and there's right. more like open air things happening. Right. Like uh, just on a, like a even a case they have by your people basis. over, you go out on the balcony right, right, instead right, of sitting right. in your living room. Right, you right, can, right. Like the way that you have family visit is different down there. Right. You know, you have a family event here and it's 30 people inside of, you know, around a TV right. watching football down in Florida, they could go outside. And so right. now it gets different now because of the season, but just in terms of lifestyle, right. like, you know, um, we need to move towards that. I think that we will. And those businesses that can, like you even see like Attilus had a EHT, they're moving. They have, they're like, he's naming the outdoor gym area. He's having yeah, a contest. Yeah. Chris had the contest yeah, to name yeah. it. And he's put moving all this equipment out there. And I think he's like ahead of the curve and seeing that, like, right. do you want to go to your gym if it's packed or do you want to try to do something in that area? If yeah. you're going to tell us, so like, he's you're gonna equipment on the turf outside. He's, he's even on the turf on the blacktop. He's moving a lot of stuff out there for like a full outdoor training area to lift in, sure. not just for like cardio and shit. Right. And that's smart. Like, if I see that, like that's a gym that I consider going to do that, you know, now not everyone has that um, ability because he has so. a unique property. Right, right? right. But like other gyms, I don't know. Like I told you about Aldi up here, Greg, right. You know, there's a line of people every six feet outside the Aldi. Yeah. And in order to go in, someone has to leave. Right. Right. Sure. Oh, that's and the way it is. A, and there's people, a nice guy sitting like that, there yeah. at the door with a mask on. And he's like, you know, he's the one taking the carts and there's yeah. someone's wiping them and they have yeah. a system down. Like we can adapt. And I don't believe, I think we're given a false choice right now, which is not wise. I don't get why we're, it's being forced on everyone, which right. is like, we either need to do nothing and, and go crazy and go broke. Right. Or we need to fucking go lick doorknobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, that's the fucking thing. It's, it's a, the thing that's infuriating to me is how you're going to politicize this situation. Because right. the, the situation is such that you can have both of these feelings in your head simultaneously. Right. You can have the feeling of this is a very serious situation that we need to take, uh, you know, uh, and understand the gravity of it every day and act accordingly and adjust our behaviors to yep. keep ourselves healthy and other people healthy. And at the same time, be empathetic to every business that is unable to operate currently and realize how important it is that some sort of steps are taken for them to have the ability to start right. business again. You can yeah. have both of those concepts simultaneously right. as no, opposed to one or right. the other. It's such well, bullshit. Because the idea is they create this whole argument that then goes online and we're bickering at each other and blaming everything. And instead of putting out plans and solving problems, which like yep. I believe that we could do, like, you know, it's a weird thing, but I woke up this morning and I saw um, like projections and some news and stuff happening. And I thought like, man, Thinking about the uh, open air and how beneficial that is right. and how you don't want to be packed in, 
somebody should be talking right now about like starting school, like the next academic school right, year right, right, right. soon right. and do like six day weeks where like two are online and four are at school and it ends like December 15th. Right. And like, don't have school when everyone has to be packed into a room right, and the sure. doors and windows closed. Like sure. when kids can learn in the shade right now, Right. You know, and then that would alleviate, think of what that would do for like you just as an example. Sure, sure. If three days a week right now, your kid, you didn't have to homeschool your kids because school's open. Right, right. You know, it would alleviate so much burden. And now you can start talking about having an economy and a society. Because even if we open shit up right now, can most parents go back to work like in a normal way? They got to teach their kids. And the other thing is that, like, for example, if you are able, to do your job and not be in an office right. with, crammed in with other people. Now, in many instances, that's not possible. But yeah. if it is possible for you to do your work entirely remotely or much of it remotely, then right. why the fuck do you have to go to that place? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need as a society to start looking at it differently, you know? And then we can, if we have 75% of society functioning on some level then we can divert the money to get through this even if it's the worst case scenario of however many months or over a year whatever to look those people out to take care of the people who are can adapt in that way or their industry won't survive it yep but instead i don't even know what the plan is so it's like you know we just got to do our best individually, and I'm not, I'm not, I can't lose sleep over the lack of the plan because I have no control over it. But I do believe if someone's trying to make you pick a camp, there's a yeah, more nuanced um, middle ground there that, like, everyone in America would completely agree on. It's, everyone. It's just it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous how now I see it that it's either it's either a hoax. Right. Uh, it's either a hoax or you uh, don't care about anyone. Right. Right. You're right. So that's you're a you're a you're a sadomasochist, or it it's a hoax that doesn't exist. One of the, right. one of the two. Those are the camps now, and it's like so 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 anybody anybody who is <laughs> anybody who wants to re-enter society and wants to run their business again is hates humanity and wants to see everyone die in the world. Right. Burn. People who or, don't want to starve to death. Right. That's right, what it is. Right. Or, right. Or, or th- there is no virus. <laughs> those right. are the, those are the two fucking camps now that I see online and it's just fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, and the fact that it's just like people pour kerosene on that shit, the people in our government pour kerosene on that shit. It's just, it's unacceptable, completely unacceptable, you know? Let's talk, about yeah, something, well, let's talk about something that doesn't suck. Can somebody no, well, look, it? look, I look, I've been seeing a lot of ingenuity and people doing caring things for each other. Of course. And people trying so. to find a way and people yep. stepping up. They're making masks. They used to make toothbrushes. Now they're making swabs, you know, yep. like of course. a lot of people are stepping up and I think that's awesome. And we got to know, like, yep. you know what? Like most of America stayed inside for two months. A lot of people. Of course. And most people agree to like still try to do something and are ready to sacrifice to like make us get through this. So let's, I don't want to lose sight of that. I'm just saying, you know, like that's just as important as the people bickering on Facebook, you know, like that shit is less important. The bickering, you know, no, I um, 
and we're going to find a way. Like we've been finding a way as a company. We are adapting. Like we actually had a lot of people order last month. We did yeah. like pretty crazy deals. I think that yeah. was like a part of, of course, it. But of course. Now we're moving into mayhem, the month of May. Mayhem. Garrett Malone with the pretty graphics. Yes. For mayhem. He's cooking up. He's cooking and that's up. what the squad cast is a part of, right? Like we're going to start hitting people with some new content. Yep. You guys been watching, hey, speaking of new content, the last let's dance? Talk, let's talk about a little thing called Cinco de Drinko. Ooh, as we like ooh, to call ooh. Taco that's what Fucking Greg calls Tuesday. It. Taco Fucking Tuesday. What what your, what's your – this is the food cast? Should we not go yeah. in? Yes. Yeah. No, that's oh, it. Yeah. Media transition it to the food is. cast. At always. At any point, it can just completely become the food cast. So by time people see this, they'll probably be hit with a graphic. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's pretty much constructing your perfect taco on this beautiful Tuesday and just what fixings you're picking, what sauce, this, that, and the fourth. So, G and Sco, what is your go-to, whether it be simple or a little extra vaganza of a taco? Extra vaganza. <laughs> I go heavy on the vaganza. Yeah. Go ahead, G. Well, Sco, I was, but here's the thing, though. You, dirt, so you know. Right, like I, I, uh, I have eaten so many. I have eaten an average size American man's weight in tacos at this point in my life, right? And you, I know, I would curate just a gorgeous taco. I have no doubt. But Sco is sort of a master, like a tacosman, the maestro. Yeah, he's a tacosman. He's a he's a tacosman. Like you, you drive know. to Tacoma. is is a a true tacosman so like i I feel like i'm in the presence of greatness i feel like i'm talking about basketball drills and and i'm sitting next to jordan but i'll I'll do it nonetheless okay um what's my ideal taco is that what you're asking yeah okay so it's a perfect uh, taco all right so to me the, the one that i crush most often is ground beef uh on a hard shell okay um hot sauce uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, or strangely enough, you can do uh like raw. You can do fresh spinach. You can swap it in for the for the lettuce and not really notice a difference in my yep. opinion. Uh, light sour creme, okay, and hot sauce. Pretty tra- pretty traditional, I would say. Pretty traditional. I'm salivating. Pretty traditional, yeah. But uh, oh, and then and then like I'm cool with like the upgrade to like a little sliced avocado. Um, I'm in, I'm cool with the incorporation of lime juice, et cetera. Like all that salat, fresh cilantro. I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. so all, all that stuff. Like, like that, what I provided you was the baseline. And then you could add a couple little things here or there to it. Uh, did I say cheese? If I didn't say cheese, obviously, obviously cheese. What kind of hot sauce Instead and cheese though? All right. Well, my two favorite hot sauces, uh, have a similar base. They're habanero carrot hot sauces. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which are like, uh, intensely hot, but they also have like a little bit of a sweetness to them. That uh, Yucatan Sunshine and Melinda's are the two the two hot sauces that are my favorite. So usually one of those. And then you say what kind of cheese? What kind of cheese? Yeah. You know, like I, I I'll get the the shredded cheese that has the Mexican blend, but not with the taco seasoning. I'm not into that gringo shit yeah. where they're sprinkling like Taco Bell seasoning on my cheese ahead of time. I don't need all that, right? Just like I don't like the seasoning pack from the fucking Ortega shit. I don't want that. Like, I want right. my own seasoning on the beef or whatever. But, uh, you know, like, I would say, like, uh, some kind of, like, Colby, Jack, Cheddar deal, like, a- anything like that. Any yeah, combination. Any any combination there. Uh, I like an array of cheeses. 
I, I prefer to not just go with one cheese. I like to, to maybe have a blend of cheeses. Um, but that's obviously nothing I take seriously um, that I haven't thought. <laughs> I've thought through it at length. So I nice. need a taco so bad now. So nice talk. It's, this is, but we got to all take notes. I hope everybody at home is taking notes right now. Well, it'll be quizzed later. <laughs> yes. Let's go. I'm Your definitely. Taco. I mean, they're like di- different tacos. are like different food groups to me. Right, sure, and, sure. and like suited different moods, sure, like a street sure, taco sure. with like a double soft tortilla. Oh yeah, that's you know, a whole like different that's a whole deal. different thing I agree. to me. Then I'm like, right now, you know, right now, right. no, no, like, no, so, like hold on, but me, to go to is very on. similar to Greg's. Hold on, real quick, know? real quick. I just want to cut in real quick. Absolutely right. Like, well, I'm talking about a homemade taco because he's absolutely like I, I think of like probably like Mexico City street food tacos stuff like that has to be probably the greatest food in the world. Like we were in LA and we we're like, all right, well, we just got to make sure we have tacos at least once a day the whole time we're here. Yeah. So that's like even a whole different food group. Uh, I was yeah. just talking about my homemade taco, but go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's like a whole di- – like, I don't even try to approximate that with the homemade. Right, me neither. Because that's just like I, – I enjoy it being its own separate thing. So the homemade taco is definitely a hard taco shell for me. Mm-hmm. I don't do, like, the soft tacos as much at home. Um, I'm not picky about what the protein is. Uh, my favorite's probably, like, a ground beef, but I also – Tacos to me are about the fixins as much as anything. So yeah. like I don't miss I'll do like a lean ground turkey and I won't miss the beef as much. Like I can get just as much protein, but it's a little leaner of a taco and I still enjoy it. Then I'm throwing diced onions and Tabasco on it right at that point. I like to get the spice into the meat and the onion area of the taco so that it's not just on top, you know. Yeah. Then some kind of shredded green. Greg's right. Like you could definitely do spinach. You could do cilantro. You could do, I mean, not cilantro. You could do uh, arugula. It doesn't matter. Whatever I have in the fridge really with greens, like as long as it's shredded up, it's more of a texture thing than it is taste. And mm-hmm. it's just good for you. Try to get something in that taco that's not just the shell, the meat, and the cheese. Um, so, yeah, the greens – then I'm hitting it with probably some sharp cheddar, maybe like a Mexican blend. Sure. Then I'm putting the um, Greek yogurt on it okay. with mixed with a little like cilantro and lime juice. Oof. It's like banging. Yeah, I don't miss the sour cream at all. And you're getting the Greek yogurt, which is like, a, you know, it tastes, it tastes the same as the sour cream by the time you, you mix it all together. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, you're getting the probiotics and all that stuff. Um, pretty good in the Greek yogurt, but um, then I top it with a salsa and then a second hot sauce, which I usually go for in both something with a chipotle variety. Nice, like I'm using the Tabasco or something similar for the kick inside the taco, yep. but on top, I'm going for a more like robust flavor kind of deal, and so I hit it with a Chipotle salsa and a chipotle hot sauce on top of the sour cream. Wow. Oh, and diced diced tomatoes. One of my favorite tastes in the world, no matter what vessel, is a tomato with a cream. Like when a tomato hits a sour cream or a yogurt or whatever. I love that shit, man. This it's the same thing with like mayo on tomato on a sandwich. The contrast is just banging for me. 
Jesus. I'm so hungry right now. Oh, killing me. Man. Killing me. Man. That was no fucking joke. What about you, Dirty Malone? If you make one at home, what's it going to Oh, you know what? I got a, I got a side note for you, Skull. I, yeah. we're, we're both hard tacos, men. But I, I think to have the soft taco on hand for the quick, the oh, quick yeah. construction. Okay, you have leftover it's protein. It's a whole different You have meal, leftover protein. All the time. Right? You have leftover protein. Yeah. All of a sudden, like – three steps later and you are eating an amazing soft taco. Like of course. Because you had those tacos on hand. Like it is yeah. clutch and critical. No, to like to me, like I always hand. have like wraps or something right. and I'll throw the protein and I like it's almost like a burrito. Yeah, yeah. Really? For me sure. I, it's a different food group to me. Totally. But I totally agree. Like, to have them on hand for that that's little That's an like, essential no you I can't all of a sudden you're like all of a sudden you're you know like you went from having like a really fucking lame like, don't get me wrong, blessed to have it, but like a lame, like fucking chicken fucking meal. All of a sudden, yeah. I'm eating soft tacos. No, to me, making hard tacos the way I described yes. is totally a ritual. Yes, oh, for sure. Like, I, had, like, I think we talked about this on the cast before where I start where I'm doing it and I'm so hungry that yeah. I'm angry and I'm constructing <laughs> yeah, these things and like no. I have to make nine of them and I'm just like, I'm quivering. Because I won't eat one uh, right. <laughs> until until you have ten ready. I'll have right. So I like it's like tantric, right? The self discipline it takes, right? And I'm like shaking because I need to finish completing these tacos. And yeah. I'm in in my mind, I'm just in a white hot rage. <laughs> Absolutely been there, dude. To me, there's two kinds of tacos. There's the hard tacos, right? Which I will schedule like eight days in advance, right? Sure. And then there's the mad frenzy soft taco construction, yes, yes. which is like, okay, I see a meat, I'm hungry, this is the vessel, yes, yes. And that can happen within moments of thinking of it. Whereas a hard taco, dude, yeah, is yeah. like a whole, you know. Now, mental and I, preparation. And I got to make sure that there's a couple meals worth so that like the, the, so that like I can have it and then I can have it the next day too. Like usually like when Tara and I will make like burgers or chicken sandwiches or tacos, that kind of thing, we'll make enough so that there's like meals on consecutive days worth. Hell so yeah. It's like, and you know, and that's how it ends up happening where there's like a taco streak going where it's like you just eat tacos for a week straight. Can't go wrong, dude. Go, there, talk to talk about your, your perfect taco. Mine's just basic. It's just ground beef. Yep. You got your shredded shitty iceberg lettuce. Oh, iceberg. You got Dang. your diced tomatoes. Okay. And then you got your red onion, sour cream, red onion. and okay. tapatio. That's it. Sour cream. Can't go wrong. cream. What what kind of shell? I'll eat the shit out of it. Soft or hard? So will I. I do hard. Okay. Just because I grew up on hard tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, dude. Same here. But now they got the tacos that's got the uh, it's got the little plateau on the bottom, so you can yeah, yeah, the stand and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those could hurt your teeth though. They could dig right into the gums, so you got to watch those. Yeah, the taco, the taco grip, the angle. It's all important because you know you could take the uh, the wrong approach. Yes. And now you're just holding a handful of nachos. <laughs> it's true. You got to go from to... one side. I like to do the one side and then I go to the other. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So, right. Flip it. Because, left. yeah, because wow. I can still hold the center. Wow. And no matter what goes wrong, I'm still holding the center. Interesting. But if I keep going on the one end, the shit end is going to come out. You know what I mean? Like the, the, 
You get that? Is, is it you who posted a thing that's like, <laughs> eat a taco over a taco and you'll have two tacos? <laughs> because of what falls out into the other? It, it wasn't me, but it's oh, genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the other thing too, right? Like like they're saying like the, 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 um, the now angled, uh, the two right angles on the taco shell, right? Like they allow you, because like I'll have a plate and I start running out of fucking room on the plate. And then I also, if they're regular tacos, I have to start leaning them again. Yep. Yep. Like I have to build a little house of tacos. <laughs> like, I'm with you too, like, man. I get so frustrated. Oh, dude. When I you're got, making them, you're just like, fucking shit. Compared, and then you just eat one. And then you're Kaylee, like. Kaylee bought me these taco uh, holders. You told me. You told she me. could see yeah. how neat necessary they were. But then I was at the store, at the supermarket. Last time I was at the supermarket, I saw these plates okay. that have the things in them right but then have like four dip compartments so if you had like a guac or a hot sauce or you know what i mean like it's like a full plate so i was like oh i didn't get them but they're on the radar wow search amazon for that wow so one of the things i made during quarantine i made two baking trays worth of nachos one day wow i had nachos yesterday do you find yourself like so like I'm like bulk purchasing more than I normally would sure, to reduce sure. the amount of trips, right? Of so I got like this big, huge bag of shredded cheese. Wow. That's like, you know, probably fits all. like 15 of the little, you know, like the usual ones. Yeah. But I find myself like, oh, okay, I bought 12 pounds of something. <laughs> I'm using it at a faster rate than would be normal because I have more of it. You know. All right. Well, so here's all right. Here's here's a here's a very food cast kind of topic, right? I'm gonna uh, get advice. Go ahead, talk. Yes, yesterday, um, I, I made nachos, okay, and Tara's commentary, right, was that she found the nachos, and I'm secure enough in my manhood to to admit this. Yep. She found the nachos to be sort of dainty. In that, in that, I sort of curate each nacho. As its own hors d'oeuvre. Okay. As opposed to, like, you go to TGI Friday. Wow, I just had a vision of, like, going to an expensive restaurant. Yeah, And, yeah. and then putting the little plate out. Yeah. And there's five nachos like, on it. Like, perfectly executed yeah, perfectly, nachos. Yeah, right? Exact ratio of meat right. and cheese right. on each well, that's kind of how I build them. As yeah. opposed to, like, you go to, like, um, you go to, like, uh, uh, TGI Fridays or wherever. And you get right. the nachos, and it's just like a layer of nachos, and then stuff schlopped on top of it. In the middle, yeah. I don't do the schlop. Right. I do. I do like each one is an hors d'oeuvre. So like it'll be a cookie sheet, and there's like twenty nachos on it, and each nacho has the same execution. Uh, a la carte, yep. Yeah, it's. I said it's more it's of like an deviled hors- eggs. More of an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> it's a more of hors d'oeuvres than it is like a fucking you could- nacho. You could open a spot in like Manhattan when next time, whenever Manhattan exists. <laughs> right. You could open a spot, dude, that was just like, ooh, twenty nine ninety five. The <laughs> nacho flight. Yep. Of th- of like six nachos yep. total. It's like the first one has ceviche. Yep. The yep. second one, has, dude. You know, I'm in. Here's the thing: as long as I can, bar. as long as I can eat enough of them. As long as those, bar. as long as those plates keep coming with, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, baby. As long as those plates keep coming. I'm fine with that, uh, but yeah, it it takes a little bit more work to lay them out that way. But then, like each each chip has its oh, gets love, and it's I, not, dude, I agree. Then you don't end up with a layer of chips that got no love at all. 
No, see, like I do a I do a base layer of chips. Okay. Mm. And all of those chips are getting a layer of meat and cheese. Yes. And then another layer of nachos happens. Nice. I do because there's nothing worse than making a big tray of nachos and you go and you grab a nacho and all it has on it is like a half of one strand of shredded yeah. cheese. Oh, it's fucking sad. It's a waste. Now when know? the cheese when the cheese uh crisps around the edges. Mm, and yes. it's almost more of a chip. It's almost an extension of a chip, <laughs> yeah. right? It's taken on the texture now of a chip because it's been toasted, the cheese. That's like next level stuff. Cheese it. I'm not hungry. <laughs> not in the least bit. Dirt, what flavor are you cooking up? This is great. And you know what's weird I wanted to discuss with you guys is I feel like certain flavors, I don't know if it's just my body chemistry or what the hell, but certain flavors give me way more energy. Interesting. Really? Like grape. Dude, when I take two scoops of grape, I'm like, whoa, this is legit. As opposed to like I'll take two scoops of swole and I'll be like, this is good. I don't know if it's the day or if it's just the flavor interacting with the body. Well, maybe, or, may, or maybe the flavor has some sort of uh, like subconscious thing. The way the, the what the taste does makes you think a certain way, like psychologically. I like, think uh, it is. I think this brings emotionally me to, like the big league chew bubble gum days where you got it in your freaking mouth and you're sitting on the bench and you're just like, come on! I wrote about it in in uh, in the thirty days of deals, but the first time I ever tasted vice, right? I was in in a gym by myself, right? After hours. And it was like a day like today. It was in like the seventies. And like, uh, it was like such like an almost like uh, transcendent emotional experience that like now grape will always have this place in my heart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I have like this, this uh, irrational connection to grape because of that. Um, Yeah. It's awesome. Grape's amazing. Grape is fucking is legit. Yes, it's fucking. Oh, you know what else is amazing? Now we're talking about since it's the whole Taco Tuesday, Cinco de Drinko, Mayo, Mayo. Cinco de Drinko. Greg, do you start <laughs> drinking at midnight for Cinco de Mayo, or do you wait till you wake up? The day? See, you know what's funny is that that I that, to talk about. Yeah, listen, this is fucking what a square I am. Okay, and this is what I'm saying is that I love. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy having an adult beverage for fucking sure. I need it in my life. I said, when your mom tells you, mate, Craig, maybe you should have a drink. It's a sign that perhaps you need to fucking chill a little bit. So, like, I, I'm more open to that now than I was when you, when, Scof, when, when we were, like, 20. I'm much more open-minded to that now than I was when I was a kid. But uh, the thing that's crazy to me is, like, now I'm thinking to myself, well, fuck, man. Like, maybe I need to have a margarita tomorrow. But it's a Tuesday. Like it, when 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 we were thinking that it was like Taco Tuesday and Cinco de Mayo, but is it a Tuesday? What I'm saying is the only thing I thought of. But you was, the, did. was the tacos, but now Dirty Malone when Dirty Malone said Cinco de Drink, I'm like, oh that that's a whole other fucking. There's a whole other layer to this. Dude, listen to this. Under quarantine conditions and stuff, but now I almost feel like a certain responsibility. Now to, to you have an obligation to the fabric of society. I think so too. Think to so too. not be the weak link, right? Who didn't, think who, of, who didn't have a fucking margarita. Cut a little loose. Oh man, it's fine. Here, I feel like I need to. Barnegat man, Barnegat <laughs> man goes on crime spree, streaking, 
Cinco. Cinco de Crimo. Steam streaking. Here's what I want you to drink tomorrow, Jake. You're yes. going to get some tequila. Okay. You're going to get avocados. Okay. You're going to put the tequila, the avocados, some lime juice, okay. some ice in okay. a blender, and maybe a little bit of triple sec if you have some. Okay. Avocado mar- margaritas are fucking banging. Wow. You never had one. I never had one. Kind of like a jalapeno margarita is kind of underrated. Margarita, see, avocado see, I, margarita ooh, is pretty good. That is I'm good. A, I'm a guy who just likes, well, here's the thing. It's not like I've had enough margaritas where I can start to branch out into the other margaritas, but I've always <laughs> been the type, I've always been the type who like just liked the very lime, citrusy yeah. flavor of a margarita. You know what I mean? So like if I was going to do that, I would go traditional. I wonder if I could talk Tara into that. I don't know. She like she she's like she's a fucking square too because she like just likes wine. So I'm like, oh, let's have a margarita, and she's like, no, I'll just have wine. <laughs> Sangria. I got, I got yeah, I got I got to yeah. try I got to try to see if I can negotiate some sort of margarita. I know all I the loopholes. Do it right now, man. Get a bunch of wine and then just start cutting fruit, and then by tomorrow, Greg is gonna get shit faced by the end of this podcast. <laughs> uh, that's that's I. Uh, <laughs> I think I think you enabled me to do so. I feel like it's my obligation at this point. When are we gonna do next week? We're gonna do a power hour, Greg. You gotta get wow seven beers. Wow, Mid-day. and we're each gonna do it midday. Sco and I have never done that in a hotel before during a social. Uh, well, game. yeah, in the lobby. <laughs> remember when there were hotels and lobbies? Oh my wow. god, remember that? Yep. And just Crazy. like people roaming around free. You ever find like I find myself watching TV now. And it'll be like, you know, some characters, like a politician running for office and they're shaking like a hundred yeah. hands in a row. And I'm like, whoa, dude. What are you doing? Ew. This guy is reckless. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. no, for sure. No, new, it's crazy. New world, dude. It's fucking crazy. And it's okay. crazy, too. Like, like we're only like, uh, this is only like two months out from when we were out in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it's two months to like the week. It's crazy. Eight, it's like, it's been... I think nine weeks to the day when we were loading up the truck for the Arnold. I put that all in the back of my mind and just got rid of it. Just thinking about how much we loaded and how much we had to unload again. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, man. It was quite an adjustment, man. This whole thing, like, you know, it seems like the innocent days even. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, even though like stuff was starting to bubble up, like going to Attilus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday, I was thinking about that. How I was like, had like a little hand sanitizer on the yeah, fucking yeah. table. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, and I was thinking like how ahead of the curve I was. Sure. Yeah. To have the hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great and all, but it doesn't really. <laughs> right. In light of what, how this thing works. Right, sure. it, you know, it's like, it's not like it's covering, protecting Air, my airborne, lungs. Airborne illnesses. Right. right, right, of course. You know? Yeah. So, but back then it just, it seemed like, oh man, we're taking these advanced measures. Oh, it's, of course, I know. I the know. world's changed a lot in like eight, nine weeks. It's crazy, but you know what, the good it, news is it will return. You know what's wild? Before we went and left for the Arnold, um, I had to go to a wake and there was one, there was one kid that had a freaking mask on, like an N95 mask. And I'm like, what the fuck is this kid's deal? This is like disrespect. Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And now that you think about it, you're like, kid was pretty on point. Like, yeah. he's doing the yeah. right thing. He's Maybe he knew. Yeah. yeah, of he course. Knew. Of course. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you see like in the Asian uh, countries, 
that that's like a normal thing for sure. And uh, you know, I'd see like I go to the, the supermarket and see like an Asian guy like with a mask on in the supermarket in Queens or something. I'd be like, you'd always think like, oh, it's weird that you think like you need to do that here, but yeah, it's sure. cultural. So man, do your thing. And now it's like that guy probably had a year's worth of masks in his in his house because yep. he's just because they're those countries were more. They're on the front line. So the two or three times this has happened before, they got hit and we got spared. Yeah, you know? of course. And, of but course. now it's like a usual thing. You know, I, I was deep in the woods. Somebody walked by me with a mask on. I didn't have mine on at that moment. And I'm like, I felt like a jerk. Right, sure. I'm like, I'm in the middle of the goddamn woods. But, you know, still there's going to be that, uh, you know, there's been that change already. Oh, very much so. You want to hear some good news? I do. Oh, yeah. My pops, he got diagnosed with COVID, and so did my grandfather, who currently has uh, cancer. He's been fighting it. He's 92. Both tested negative now. Wow. That's amazing. They both I'm so happy they, to hear that. They both kicked out. Dude. And it was, yeah. Wow. And, and Kendrick, he's he's healthy, but for him, I was like, you know, I was like, he'll be all right, you know. Sure. But for my grandfather, I was extremely worried. He was of in course. really bad shape. And now he's on the up and up. But there was a couple of days where he just beautiful, like, man. Beautiful. It's it's I'm like, holy shit, dude. 92 years old. He's got all these problems and he's beating Superhuman. it. Superhuman. And a lot of it is just, it's that mindset, man. It's just being yeah, positive and, you know, finding the good with whatever you do, man. It's crazy. Oh, yep. man. I'm so happy to hear they're doing good, man. That's amazing. It's amazing. They, both kicked, they both kicked out. Yes. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful, man. Beautiful. That's beautiful. so awesome. If people only knew. What mayhem is in store for May? Let me pull this up. I'm just going to look at Gear it, it up. excited here. Gear it up. I just mean, say it day by day. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> Gear in the fuck up. I'm just going to list some categories of things. Okay. Don't First give them too and much. foremost. Just tease them. New things. New. New things that yes, don't just, just Things we don't currently sell will be sold nice. this month. Nice. I'll say at least four things. Wow. It's a lot of things. It's a wow. lot of things. It's a lot of things. Some limited edition Johns. Wow. John. I think that's something people need to prepare themselves for. Yes, yes, yes. Is that, you know, we've, uh, G-Code Nation has been growing, and we're doing our best to adapt to the growth and still do everything in a smart way. But, some things can sell out, you know. It's true, of course. You never know what's going to happen this month, but Get they there early. things drop, and they might not be there too long. So. Get there early. Yeah, but we're going to hopefully do this at least once a week, right, guys? Oh, I can't wait. Drop this for the people of G Code Nation. So we got the Squadcast, Zoomcast, whatever you want to call it, happening yep. now. The first really ever video cast. Yes, it's our first video cast. It's like we should be doing this. No matter what society does, this is great to do. Absolutely. Um, we got some stacks. Not going to say what they are. We got some dirt, a dirt balloon video series. Wow. I got, I'm getting the athletes involved in that one. So nice. I'm all kind of on board, just waiting for things to trickle in. And Shout nice. to the elite G Code athletes and revolutionaries who did a lot of work. And hey, yes. And half hour power, to half hour power workouts. That half that hour power. The uh, the video. Everyone was chopping interviews. up every day. Yep. Yep. Every day it was a pretty awesome month. 
we got a lot more stuff like that in store. So new drops, new sales, uh, the quarantine diaries that Greg, you've been writing. Yep. Pretty awesome. Yep. So new written word, new spoken word, dirt videos. I mean, like, dude, we're, I'll say this, like we're certainly ratcheting things up when, yep. when tested, you know, like we, we wake up every day, we're having a conversation. What more can we do? So, um, we're going to keep finding ways. Quarantine Diaries is a little different. Uh, it's so people know it's there. Each one is inspired by a song and it's more sort of like meditations about being in this situation. So it's not so much like these like perfectly curated uh, right. articles as much as like, like standard feature article things that I've done in the past as they are like sort of like a stream of consciousness meditations about like, so like one paragraph will be like about one thing and one paragraph will be about another thing and they're connected, but it's like all like around these central themes and they're all kind of growing out of like just what it is to be going through this period. And I'm sure there's stuff in the midst of it that people can relate to because yeah. to some degree or another, we're all kind of going through this together. So right, something different. Yeah, I like it. I like something it. Different. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. So we're gonna, that's going to be included in Mayhem, which starts yep. today. Yep. We have... Uh, well, by the time you see this video, it started yesterday. Yep. Um, we'll be had open the emails that you get from us. There will be hidden sales and things like that all month. Sco's like secret Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just dropping Sko's some e- things in. Sko's everybody's. He's everybody's secret Santa. Everyday Santa, we call him. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I do it for the ho ho hos, man. That's, That's right, always. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know what else is in store? I think we're going to have some more Mount Rushmore. So what do you think? Wow. Some more rankings? Let's do it. More rankings. The first, the first three rankings were highly controversial. Oh, highly that, controversial. That's what we love, too. Yeah. Highly controversial. No did matter see, what. Did, did you see Tall Shady? Did you see his live cast breakdown of the top 25 list? Did you, I didn't see that. Did no. that. Oh, no. He had a notebook. <laughs> he had a notebook and an incredibly serious look on his face. He had a pen and a notebook. It's very serious business. He was going through it and assessing all of the errors. Did he have a headband? Uh, I believe he might have had a headband. Yes, his hair, his he hair was, was his hair was accounted for. It was pulled back. He had yeah. a notebook. He had a pen. It was. What fun. was his biggest objection other than no Stockton? Stockton was the big one. Stockton was the big one, and then there were like. Uh, uh, I think David Robinson. Uh, I think he thought that mm, a lot. He he likened Kevin Durant to Alex English, and he right. said that he He's, that he thinks that, that Durant Durant was too high. Um, and I explained to him that the challenges, right? Like that we wanted the, the list to be. We wanted uh, like we wanted Kendrick to see the list, and right. and co- and co-sign it. And Kendrick, meaning some someone of Dirt's dad's generation, to see the list and co-sign it. And then at the same time, we also wanted a 19-year-old to see the list and co-sign it. And so right. we were we were we were just trying to be as fair and balanced as we could. Throwing bones, yeah. Right, um, because we thought that the thing could have very easily gotten very like uh, 1980 to 2000 centric, and if it got too deep into that, we thought it would right. be fair to the those yeah the whole fire, entire dream team away. is half of the list. Right, right, exactly. So we're like, all right, we got to we got to balance it. So we did our best to do that. Um, but yeah, Tall Shady's analysis was. It was I feel bad about Stockton because I, you know, in the the last dance yesterday, 
Yeah. I guess Jordan I didn't, uh, I've I've seen four I've seen four episodes so far. I haven't seen five and six. So all right, well I'm not spoiling too yeah, much, okay. but just related to this topic, Jordan said, Look, Magic Johnson's the best point guard of all time, and in my opinion, Isaiah Thomas is the second best point guard. He's number two. Right. Right. That's what Jordan said, right? Right. And so like this top three point guards is kind of like a social media debate now. Right? Okay. And Stockton was, like, not getting on a lot of them. Right. And I'm seeing a lot of, like, man, he averaged 15 points. He can't be the third best point guard of all time. Right. Kind of stuff. Right. And I feel bad because I don't want us to have contributed to the – like, to us, like, John Stockton's, like, the 26th guy on that list. Yo, for sure. And the guys that are, like, right there with him, there's, like, four or five point guards. Nash won back-to-back MVPs. Obviously, Curry's had a big impact. Like, these are huge, accomplished names all in the same cluster. And to say, like, for Stockton to not make the cut is, like, not a diss and not an insult. He's, like, right there. And And my argument, too, was, like, that there's, like, Urban Magic Johnson is one player. Yeah. Almost in one category of player. Right. Then Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Steve Nash are another category of player. And right. then Allen Iverson, Isaiah Thomas, Steph Curry are another category of player. Right. Steph, Allen right. Iverson, Steph Curry, and Isaiah Thomas to be our, our combo guards. Allen yeah. Iver- the only reason Allen Iverson is ever considered a point guard is because of his height. He's right. a two guard. He's as much of a fucking two guard as – any any gunner you can name, Jordan, yeah. any of those guys, he's as much of a, a shooting guard as any of those guys. So, like, yep. they, they're almost like and different even Isaiah categories. was, you know, oh. Dumars ran the point a lot faster. You know, and, yeah. and, Dumar, and, and Isaiah was the floor general, but he was also a scorer. Mm-hmm. Right. He was as much a scorer as anything else. So, it's like yeah. there, are, there are different categories of players. Whereas, like, Kid, 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 Kid and Nash, Kid and Nash are a little bit more magics. And then Stockton is almost his own kind of guard. He is because like, he's such a good defender, and he the way he sets picks and runs the pick and roll, like he's a totally different guy. Yeah, he's a and, fundamental facilitator. That's yep, what I, yeah, and like yep. like perfection at yep. those, you know, like yep. it's crazy. Um, yep. I was I read a Peyton a thing that Peyton said. He said the toughest guard. He was always tougher to draw, guard Stockton than Jordan for Peyton. And he said, because Stockton made your life. He said, I would be screaming and talking shit at John Stockton. Right. And he would just stare at me like this. Right. <laughs> he's yeah. like, for like for, for 15 years, he's like, for my whole career, I'm talking shit to John Stockton. And he would just look at me with a, with a plain expression and then run me into the ground right. and setting picks like a, getting hit with a cinder block when John right, Stockton right, right. set a pick. And he's running off picks and making you get over a pick and making you run around and play. Man, you know. I'll, I'll tell you too. Like I, I, you think back to your own experiences. Like, and I think back to like some of the best players I played against in terms of general talent. And then what it is to play against people who are incredibly fundamentally sound, right? And who like never stop moving and whatnot. And if I look back, like I was, pro- I probably had like tougher times against the guys who were just flawless in their execution and who just played the game perfectly and Stockton in many ways played the game perfectly. So I can see what Peyton probably is talking about the idea of like guarding the best ever, but it's not, it's, it's a different experience. 
right. and sort of being just surgically sliced to ribbons <laughs> by a guy by a guy who makes no mistakes and isn't going to get isn't going to feed back into the emotional stuff you're trying to do or any right. of that stuff. It's like I, it's like probably, it's like playing against a guard machine, a guard robot. Yep. You know who's not going to make all the human errors you're going to make, and when you make an error, he's going to make you pay for it every time. Like that. Every time. Man. You know what I yeah. saw from the uh, the Last Dance documentary that I really look into. Um, that got that guard Paxton man. He was he was really good, and I didn't even know until yeah. I'm watching this documentary with Aaron. Yeah. I'm like, he's there in like every clip as far yeah. as like. Yep, the talent and just being a really good point guard and a guy that can shoot. Yep. I even know. Yep. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was Steve Kerr before Steve Kerr yeah. or uh, B.J. Armstrong or Derek yeah. Fisher, like whatever guard you want to pick on a championship team. Where like the guy, if he was open, he was hitting the big shot. Yep, yep. And was just like a steady, reliable player. Like he was, that was him, man. He's, Very much so. You know. Um, Jordan had like a bunch of those. I mean, every great championship team has those fucking guys, right. you know. Yeah. Um, the Lakers had guys like Rick Fox and Derek Fisher and Robert Ory. The Spurs had guys like that, like yeah. Danny Ainge on the Celtics. Like all yeah. these guys, all these great players. You know, there was a debate going around. Um, like, okay, put Jordan on the teams. Like, swap Jordan and LeBron on certain teams. And, like, would the team still do what it did? Right. Somebody was, like, saying, put Jordan on, like, the uh, – one of the Cavs teams. Right. And they're, like, and he's winning – he's beating Golden State that year and winning the ring. And I'm, like, dude, this is, like, slander. It's amazing yeah. how people take these things. There is no way – as good as Jordan is, there's no way that Jordan and Deladova and Iman Shumpert <laughs> and like, yeah. and Tristan Thompson are beating like three all stars in a seven game series. Right. As good as Jordan is, it would have been like Jordan when he scored sixty. Yeah, like yeah. those teams, LeBron getting to the finals with a team like that is an accomplishment. Sure, you know that would have been that to me is a measuring stick. Can you get to the finals with those scrubs? You're not going to win with guys like that on the team. You know, no, like course. it's not a knock against LeBron that he only won, that he won, like he only won one or two games at finals with those guys. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. And and he, and he's, like you said, slandered all the time by people that I, I, I think they just don't have a, a broad enough understanding of, of the sport and excellence on that level. It's, it's very short-sighted. You know, a, a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms of LeBron to me are incredibly short-sighted. Yeah. Like I think he flops cause he gets the calls. And right. I don't think he flops because somebody knocked him on his ass for real. <laughs> and the idea that him, what is he like? I, I don't even know what he weighs. What do you think LeBron weighs? Uh, 260. 260. And so I think in, in, he's a great, in the last he's a dance, he's saying. I mean, 6'8". Right. Yeah, in the last, You know. In the last dance, his trainer's like, so he rebuilt his body. To be strong. Yeah. And Jordan got up to 215. 66, 215, right. Right. But see, you're telling me that, like, Jordan could handle the physicality in that level at 215 and 66. Right. And LeBron's going to get tossed around. Right. LeBron's built like LeBron's like an NFL tight end. Like, worst case scenario, he's like Carl Malone in that era. Right, right, right. Right. You know? Maybe he doesn't handle the ball as much, and right. he's cutting and still dunking on everyone. Like, well, no, he'd I be just like, can't imagine in, him struggling. In that era, he'd be like Carl Malone meets Magic. 
he'd be like the, the you know, he'd be this rare player in that era, you know, just like he's a I rare think player so, now. Man. I don't, I don't see how he wouldn't. And you know what? If here's the thing too, like you're a product of your environment to a certain extent. If he would have come up in that era, he'd be tough like those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the other thing. It's like right, you know. That's the thing I love, that people I love all say. the bat, like they showed all the freaking hacking and the, oh. you know, the action below the net. And then also when you watch these docu- this documentary, you realize all the cigars that are going around, all the beer drinking, and how much more of an appreciation you have for, for me at least, Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson. Oh, man. This is oh, them yeah. being the man, dude. They were yeah. like, oh, they were pretty cool. Yeah. Phil Jackson's yeah. fucking awesome. I mean, he is if, awesome. if you guys have ever seen the Knicks documentary, there's a Knicks documentary that – um, that uh, Michael Rappaport did um, and it talks about the Knicks teams that Phil Jackson was on and Phil right. Jackson was almost like a, sort of a journeyman player on that he's team. like an eighth or ninth role, man, right? role player on that team but like the, 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 the different personalities on that team the, the incredible talents on that team the incredible minds on that team Right. Bill, Bill Bradley, Bill Bradley and Jerry Clyde Lucas, Fra- yeah. <laughs> you know, Clyde Frazier, Earl of Pearl Monroe, Willis Reed, all on this one team. Yep, the Busher. You're right, Dave the Busher and the guy, the, 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 the squad that they had, the quality of the players, but then the, the, the personalities and the brilliant minds. So the fact that Phil Jackson came out of that team, it makes sense almost. It makes sense yeah. that, that, he, that he's able to do what he was able to do you know? and his childhood and everything man just yeah. super interesting and in how yeah, he yeah. you know it seemed almost pompous and ridiculous i think from like a distance in real time the zen master stuff sure like as we were living through it it seemed yeah. a little bit like you know right, right right trying to put a spin on how good your players are. Right. Like, like it didn't seem necessary. Right. It, it didn't seem like maybe it was really the reason that any of it succeeded. Yeah. But now looking back at all of it, it makes a lot of sense, informs his management style and why, why it was so successful. Very much so. All those guys. Very He's got so. this very like harmonious universe, hippie kind yeah, of thing going oh, on. Sure. And it makes sense that that's the guy that could look at Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, yeah, and make sense of a world that has the three of them in it. Of course, there is three different as they get. Three yeah, guys, very much so. Know? The personalities are completely different. I'll take, yeah. the, I'll, I'll take the Rodman role. Um, I mean, you you definitely have the hair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love where you come out. I of didn't know. Love, I love didn't know when he sprayed the thirty three. It was for Pippen and that one hair because I remember watching. I'm like, that's a weird hairstyle, but it looks so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. My, my thing about Rodman too, like, is that I go back to Pistons Rodman and, uh, and thinking about those Pistons teams and how as a kid, when I didn't understand life, I always say this, right? Like I, was, I hated Duke until I knew what life was all about. And yeah. I love coach K. Right. I didn't, when I was a kid and I, I just thought like the Pistons were goons kind of right. Like not all of them, but I, cause I loved Isaiah back then, but I thought that Lambier and, and, and uh, Mahorn and then Rodman to a degree, they were just fucking goons, whatever, until right. I understood that they were masterful uh, in terms of m- mind control and the mental, yeah. the mental aspect of the game and the right. tactics that they took. Would, they would just own fucking guys' minds on the yeah. floor, get them so out of their fucking games, right? 
And uh, I have such a greater appreciation for them, for those bad boys teams now. Like yep. some of the coolest fucking teams that ever existed. Ever oh, existed yeah. with Chuck Underrated. Daly. With Chuck Daly at the helm too, who's one of the great coaches who ever lived. It's like just amazing. Amazing. And they beat, like I said, Isaiah, they beat Larry, Magic, and Jordan. Yep. Yep. It's true. It's crazy. You know? And that's the kind of team that could because right. of, because of how they played the game. And like I said, in the 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 gamesmanship, the the fucking the uh the, the mental warfare that they played was, was nuts. Nuts. Yeah. You know? Crazy. Well, hopefully we get some NBA soon, man. All the sports leagues are talking about trying to find some ways to have some kind of next season even. Right, right. Um, I, you know, with players' unions and stadiums and travel, it's tough, man. So I don't know if you saw this. Major League Baseball was talking about having three leagues. At first, they were going to do everyone who plays in Florida and everyone who plays in Arizona. We're going to have like a Cactus League champ and whatever, right, right, Grapefruit right. League champ. Everyone lives down in those areas. And, but the players wouldn't do it for four months. They wouldn't be away from their families. Right. Now they're trying to do it so that there's three leagues, an East Coast, a West Coast, and a Central. Hmm. And you're only playing teams in your geographical region. So, like, the Mets and Yankees and Red Sox and Phillies would all be in the same right. division. That'd be cool. And the Dodgers and the Giants and, the right. you know, the Mariners and, like, all is these it, different Is it teams. so that no one has to fly? It was to reduce the amount of travel and spreading stuff around. Right. And so the players could stay at home more with their families. Right, right, right. But, see, the problem, um, with it, the problem with the right is, like, that – you almost would have to have everyone who is involved in each one of these games quarantined. And not only that, they w- and they couldn't be with their families. Because right. if they were with their families, then their families would also have to be quarantined. Right. They were trying to do it at Disney World. They were going to try to have a league down at Disney World and like bring all the families and right. everyone lives in Disney World and do like right. a four-month thing since it's closed. Right, right, sure. They're trying all of these different scenarios but i think when you're talking like you know we it's still early and even knowing the virus you know like i have a couple friends who had it and they're still now it's been like 30 days since they were recovered right and they talk like every day on facebook and they're like i'm at 80 percent right like i haven't you know like i I got over the worst part of it, right? Like I'm not, I'm not going to need like a ventilator and I'm not collapsing, but you know, things are a little more difficult than they were before I had it. And if sure. you're like Mike Trout or one of these guys right. where you're making your money on your body, right. it's tough to think I'm going to go and just like roll the dice instead of wait six months as a cure, you know, like, it's tough to it's tough to envision all of the things lining up where you can play a competitive team sport on a professional level. Of course, you know? it's crazy. But I think there should they should be able to do stuff like golf or right, right. like there should be ways to do certain things that don't like require motors, motorsports should go golf. They can do. I think they're right. you know you could do it with boxing where guys are tested for a month and they're training and then going with. You know, right. the the guy in the ring, but there's you direct, have the, the but there's six direct, people you the, need. 
The problem with that one, though, is that there's direct human contact. Right, with but golf, if there isn't with golf, there isn't with with uh, with with race car driving, there isn't. But there's only two boxes, right? Oh, so no, they I could know, presumably a month in advance, right? Be tested, know if they ever had it. If right. they both haven't, the fight's on. Right. Same with your trainers, and now go train for a month and then fight. As long as like those four or five people and the rest right. went through the same quarantining which i'm sure ref you cut him a check he'll sit in his living room sure, 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 sure. you know no, of course um like it, i can see something like that where there's limited people involved tennis right. Right. you know mm. it's tough to think of like something where people get on a bus or need a hotel right or are indoors in a confined space it's tough to think of like everyone involved on the list saying yes right of course you know? i my, my thing is like if the sport does not involve direct physical content contact right. and there it's sort of an individualized sport that you, you could do it. But I feel like team sports and contact sports and collision right. sports. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Like that's the thing to be like, so like hockey, football, especially hockey and football, but then right. ba- cause basketball is heavy contact. Uh, That's the yeah, thing people no. don't understand. Droplets. Come on. These are contact. <laughs> basketball is a heavy contact sport. It's not a collision sport. Football and hockey are collision sports, but basketball is a heavy contact sport. So it's like any sport. I feel like where there's that kind of direct human content, the contact right. in close quarters. I don't know. How do you feel? How do you feel about gyms? Like now, obviously, right. We know a lot of awesome people that um, depend on a gym, whether they're an athlete training in one or they own a gym or they work at a gym. Um, That's like 90% of the people, you know, that we talk to from G-Code on a daily basis. So I know we're all, whether you have a home gym or not, nothing sounds better right now than being able to go to a gym and work out, right? Like we're all, there's nothing I'd love more, man. I just, even if you have 10 pieces of equipment that'll, you know, that 11th thing is what your mind is thinking of course, about. Of course. Um, so everybody would love to go back right now. I would think a lot of people just at first won't. Right. That doesn't mean everybody, but you got to think, even if it's just 50, 50 for the sake of argument, right. that half the people are not going to be in a rush to go get inside of a closed space with other people. Right. 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 Do you think the gyms can be, if they take the Aldi approach, for lack of a better right. term, sure. Like, you might have to schedule an appointment to go to the gym, maybe or something. Well, here's the thing, Scott. We, yeah. we, all three of us are coming out with this app. It's going to be called Grind Time. Okay, and we're going to sell okay. it to all these gym owners. And what they do is, you go on. This is how we make the money. Hey, hold on, Thermalone. Is Thermalone giving away money right now? I yeah, we like do Thermalone's- this like. Yes. We do this yes. every time we do okay. it. So we sell them the app called Grind Time, and then a person that goes to that gym or doesn't, maybe they just want to go for an hour, that's 10 bucks, and they can go between one and two. They want to push it to two hours, they got to pay 15 or 20 bucks. So we sell that idea to all the gym owners, and then they can get constant revenue, and then people can go and get their relief. And I feel like that's, that's something we can do. But I feel. Do you think? Do you think that maybe gyms will start doing that, where they limit the amount of people, and then maybe like a pool or jacuzzi, they got to close it down for an hour to clean everything? Like, how is that? 
I don't know that you're going to be able to have a gym constantly cleaning itself, but what you might have is like a fire, you know, like the fire department will say this space is for X amount of people, right? You could have the fire department go around and say, or just as a state guideline, a gym can only have X amount of people in it at a time. And some kind of personal responsibility to wipe weights or equipment down. I mean, that's going to be a big part of it. Yeah. Right. And you're like, but like, no one's going to be like, how do you have a gym with a spin class with 30 people inside of a, a room like that? You know? I think that it's going to have to be, like you're saying, I think there's going to be, uh, have to be strict laws about disinfecting equipment. And right. there's going to have to be limits to how many people can be in the gym simultaneously. That's yep. like, I think that's the only way. The only way. Yeah. The grind time, man. <laughs> giving, away, giving away the dough. I, love I it. mean, look, I, you know, I feel like we could get to a point. Like, I could see something making sense, even though it would only mean, like, one day a week, right? Um, you know, I remember during Sandy, I don't know about where you guys were, but where I was – Based on your last name, you could get gas. On one day of the week, it was like if your last name started with A through M. Right. You could go get gas. The next day, it would be like N through Z. So, like, everyone wasn't in line for gas. The same point, they're trying to, like, divvy up the workload, right? I could see something in, like, stores or gyms where it's like, all right, you're not going to be able to go to the gym. Like, we don't – we can't safely have everyone come to the gym that wants to five days a week but that one day a week where you're dying to go like you're going to be able to right. get that now right. and the gym's going to be able to get even if it's like reduced revenue compared to the amount sure. of people oh, well, compared, before, to none, right, compared to none at all of course right like what's the capacity at which they can be profitable right like hopefully we can meet that threshold that they don't need a hundred percent of people right it's coming in like yeah. a parking spot at like a community college and you're going to have like a lottery. Yeah. I mean, like I think there needs to be some kind of like, Hey, look, now that everybody is working from home too, like if everyone's going to the gym at five o'clock, like we're doing this backwards, like it needs right. to be spaced out. Right. So there isn't like these prime time rushes. There need to be ways, you know, to fill in the gaps of the slower times, but it's still tricky. Like, I don't know. Are you going? You know, if that if let's say there's like these protocols where it's half of the capacity of normal for a gym is allowed, right? right? And they got sanitizer and you need to wear a mask even. Let's just say you have to do that, right? right. Um are you if you're a, if you have a monthly membership, are you going to the gym a I couple got days it. a week? It's hard to I say. Got it figured out, Scott. It's hard to say. So, MCAS, right? Yeah. She has a storage unit. So what you do is you open a gym in a storage unit facility where every storage unit is a machine. Right. Vacant, non-vacant, you know, that's another idea. Well, I mean, I think like air, like free-flowing air, especially this time of year, I think that's clutch. Like if you have a gym, get the doors open, keep them open, get the air flowing. You don't have to necessarily have an outdoor area, but keep the door open, you know? Um. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, man. Like, I hope we can find ways to open up some of society safely and smartly, you know, 
And the things that we can open take care of the people that would be working in that field as the best that we can, you know? Yeah. And I'm hopefully some kind of balance between the two extremes emerges. But for the most part, up until I'd say recently, the last week or two, right? Like most people did their job, man, for a month. Very much so. Like the roads were empty. The stores were not backed up, you know, like people did the American thing. So we show that we're capable. It just, this idea worked its way into the conversation where it was like, May 1st, man, party on. And, right. Yeah, I mean. And yeah. so like every day we got closer to May 1st, I could see it. You could see it outside. Like, oh, okay, there's a little more people at the supermarket or at the store or <laughs> uh, cars on the road, you know. People are ready. I just hope we're, you know, we're smart about this and don't, unleash shit on ourselves right it's all it's all entirely arbitrary and it's not based on anything scientific i mean the the total number of casualties in the country is increasing every day so it's yeah. like it's like it's an arbitrary number that we've decided that we're we're we're, pat, we're over it i mean i get it i mean look you but, know we have to sometimes you know i think like a certain extent we got human nature at play you of know of course like this happened in 1918 where the second wave was came. And I think there's certain something to it where it's like, okay, you ask people to sacrifice, they go in their home and at a certain point they're cabin fever and stir crazy. And we're almost all on the same kind of mental schedule. Right. And at a certain point we're ready to break free of that. And then we touch the stove a second time. right? Right. And it's like, I just think that that's kind of baked into how we live and who, right. how society works, you know, but I'm hoping we can get the businesses open. Like the smarter we do this and the more gradual we do it, the better it'll go. Of course. So I'm just hoping we all continue to do our little part. I feel like it went pretty well for a month in terms of people trying their best, you know, for the most part. Um, You're right. Really That's what I was wondering about that. Eaten. Oh man. Eaten. This is going to be dirty. Let's finish strong as always. Eaten. Dirt, you got to play the drop. Oh, man. Can I do it? Let's see. Can you do it? Sko's got to send me the clip. I might be able to do it. You don't have it on your phone? The dirtiest thing you've eaten sound bite? Yeah. Sko, if you have it, I could play it. If I have I don't have it. No. What do you mean if I have it? I figure you have it on your phone right now. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, Hold on a sec. Oh, the dirtiest thing you've eaten sound clip. I got you. The, the intro. The greatest intro in all of podcasts. I can do this. Here we go, guys. Oh, you got it? We got 30 tacos on the table. Uh, What I've noticed is I've been getting closer to my neighbors because everyone's outside. Uh, and the other day, I gave my neighbor some mulch because we got all this mulch dropped in the front yard. 
So they repaid us with this amazing Reese's peanut butter pie that she, that, uh, she made, Lady Jennifer, wow. right next door to us. Dude, this thing was an amazing peanut butter. It was like a peanut butter pie. It had the chocolate drizzle. It had pieces of peanut butter cups on it. Dude, it was fucking amazing. It had a little crust oh on God. the bottom. Wow. Gone. Wow. It's already gone. Wow. Dirtiest thing and most amazing thing I've eaten. Wow. Sco, dirtiest thing. I'll tell you, the last 10 days have been pretty dirty. <laughs> God, I'm proud of you. Um, I killed some. I crushed a lot of Wendy's this weekend. Wow. Like, Wendy's, I went to nice. Wendy's and did. I went to Wendy's and went in. Wow. Have you had a like, break? Have not you had just breakfast? stopping at Wendy's. Like, I got a lot of Wendy's. Wow. And nice. it was awesome. Nice. ABC, Chili, uh, Nugs. Nugs. Frosty. Nice. Did you hit the Surprise. Super Bar? Did you did you take a time machine no, and hit the go. Super Bar? <laughs> China, I do. I, I drove past the buffet that said open, and I'm like Buffy. a Chinese buffet, and I'm like, I don't know. Derry Derry Malone, I think this has been covered on the Squadcast before, but back in the day, Wendy's used to have a Super Bar, where yeah. it was like a whole like buffet, and like you could pay round type of thing, kind of like that, like a salad bar, but there was like all kinds of cool shit in it. Imagine if, like, the beverage cart on an airplane was turned into a buffet. <laughs> like, but in Wendy's. So, like, yeah. they'd have, like... It was, like, pasta. Yeah, they'd have, like, a soft taco Nachos. shell. And they'd yeah. have um, and ziti. <laughs> right? Like, they'd have those two things. And then in between them would be Cheese Whiz. Because you could put it... Because technically, you could put it on either. It's like a buffet line at a strip club. I've been to one of those. Man, yeah, there you go. Wendy sure you Super to. Bar, son. That was <laughs> the get fucking the shit. Wendy Super Bar was amazing. Um, let's, go, let's go eat the Wendy Super Bar. All right. Yeah, I, I dude, I, I, ate, I can safely say, as an adult, that's the most Wendy's I've had in a city. Wow. I'm so proud of him right nice. now. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, Jake. All right, dirtiest thing I've eaten. Uh, Tara has been baking. Um, some amazing stuff. Uh, two, two things that I will draw. All right, two things. Uh, one, she made sort of a healthy thing, um, but it's a it's a, it was a, a healthy version of a dessert. But it was um, strawberry shortcake parfaits, mm. um, which is, is one of my one of the uh, exceptions to my fruit and pastry rule. Strawberry shortcake is one. Strawberry shortcake is one of the exceptions. Um, parfait style, I like the stacking. Yes. Uh, it's keeping a separation of the different entities. Um, but then she made a uh, homemade Oreo funnel cake. Oh, I mm. saw that. I and saw then, that video. And then, oh, wow. made, and then made sandwiches out of them. And in between was almost like a cream cheese Oreo oh cheesecake deal was the sandwich filling in between two uh, like dark chocolate Oreo flavored funnel cake. Mm. Jesus, ridiculous! Yeah, it was obscene. So that was that was the dirtiest thing I've eaten. But the uh, the less guilty dirty thing were the strawberry uh, shortcake parfaits, which are the truth. Awesome. Yeah, I'm proud of us. America called on us to cast to keep it eaten. Yes, and we have not broke stride. No, of course not. Never. <laughs> we're Never. leaning into the eaten. Take our we take our duty. We take our duty seriously. It's the least we can do. The least we can do for for our nation, for humanity, 
is eaten. There you go. All right, guys. I got this a, is the one final cat. question. When are we meeting in person next? Wow. Man, man, oh, man. I don't even know. It's a heavy question. I don't know either. I'll meet you guys at the uh, corner of Worthington State Forest. Wow. Yo, Dirt, we're going to get tacos. Something we'll, we'll have a taco picnic. We're going to get Greg into nature during this. All right. I, I, like, nature. I like nature. See, I love, I love animals and I love nature and all that. I, I, if you've noticed, I, I posted images of, of us going on nature walks around here. Yep. So, like, I'm not opposed to any of this. All right, dude. We're getting it's you a, out there. It's a difference between, like, um, like hiking and, like, a whole thing. Well, dude, we're going like, to get you camp, and camping out, Camping Jay out and all Crew. that stuff. And then, like, you know, yeah. having to see other campers and stuff. Like, a little pre-hike. A little, pre-hike, a little that. pre-hike hacky sack between Dirt Malone <laughs> and Craig. Which is why we're donating this $500 check from Patagonia to you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Enjoy yes. your new lifestyle. Yes. Awesome. All I made from 100% hemp. I got a gift certificate for a new lifestyle. Sweet. There you go. Nice. All right, well, fellas. So this is going to be our, you our, week, our weekly ritual. Will be the video, new video squad cast, drive cast. Beautiful the cast is back. American needs the cast. I guess the way this works. I guess the way this works is I stop it and then it posts and then once it stops, we can keep talking. All right. Well, we're gonna find out. Peace. Peace. All right, guys.